0: You know what I miss? Nothing happening. I like, I'm kind of missing COVID. Is that fucked up? It is fucked up because I feel like there's this Delta variant and we're all very scared. Like in New York, I've been wearing my mask, especially if I feel a breeze coming on like through Times Square. I'm like, no, thanks. I don't need this sewage and this Delta in the air. Hey, jaded, jaded like you anticipated. Hey, haters gonna hate it and yet it's X-rated. Oh, no. Vamos ficar jadeada. Ah, vamos lá. New York. We did it. Oh, man, guys. I'm just sitting here looking out into the New York skies. And I'm just thinking, ooh, it smells like hot shit out there. Man, I forgot how much it stunk here and I love it. I'm in New York, guys. It has been non-stop. I'm like, when am I just home for two minutes But it's been fun. I get to do like a different episode every city that I'm in. And so this is the Jaded Podcast episode 20. Holy shit. I can't believe it. Episode 20 coming to you live from Nova York. Yeah. New York City. I love it here. I this was like the place that made me want to get into everything that I do now. I came here when I was in middle school. Uh, it was like it was just we were like coming to see some broadway shows the show choir and my dad was a chaperone and so he just like let us see the real city you know we like hung out at some artist friends of his and then we went to see uh, rent and obviously that's you know fucked me up for life and or made me who i want to be you know i was so young when i first watched rent that there was like this scene where they do a condom thing and i thought oh i remember when we parachuted in jim have I said that before? I feel like I'm always repeating myself. Jesus. Guys, I'm going to be totally upfront with y'all. I have been going through some shit and, um, I don't know. I've been feeling kind of lost. I spent some time in Virginia. I was supposed to be in New York all week doing shows. I just was like exhausted. I think I might have broken my brain. Is that a thing? Can you break your fucking brain? I feel like I did. And I stayed in Virginia a little longer with my incredible little baby niece and my sister and her husband and my mom and dad. And it was, it was good for me. You know, it's, it's like, it's rare that I just go, Hey, you're overdoing it. Chill the fuck out. Like I can recognize it on other people. I'm like, Oh my God, you're overdoing it. Relax. And then I don't recognize it in myself. But yeah, I've just been fucking running around New York by myself. I woke up, I was not feeling good. Had a, like a horrible night. You know, one of those nights where you're like, you're like, you start to get anxious cause you know, you're too awake and you can't fall asleep. And you're like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I like get panicky and then I can't fucking sleep. And I was just rolling around all night. And then I finally like started to fall asleep. And I saw that it was like 6 45 AM. I'm like, should I just fucking get up? Like if I just open the blackout curtains here at the Hilton embassy, <laughs> I'm not shouting them out cause it's been a rough experience, but, um, you know, if I just look out there, there's so much life, there's so much hustle, there's so much energy. And I don't know. It makes me feel small and I like it in LA. I don't know. It's too still sometimes. I think that's the problem with LA. It's so still that you can feel the collective anxiety within everybody, but not here, man. People are just trying to fucking survive. You know, I remember how I felt when I walked through times square for the first time. And I remember I walked into one of those like shitty, you know, like dress shops and I bought this super slutty dress, which I can't believe my dad let me wear, but it was like light, like violet color, almost skin color, you could see everything. Which by the way, the other day I'm like walking through New York and this like I want to say like 15-year-old girl like walks by me and she's wearing tights and no underwear and I can just see her full lips. I'm like, "Was your mom not like put on some fucking underwear?" It's funny like, right? We turn into like we turn from kids to sexual very quickly. Like I remember when I was a kid, and, um, some older dude was like, you got a cool box. And I didn't know a box, meant. And I was like, yeah, I got the best box. And now I look back on, it, I'm like, Hey, what the fuck? But yeah, New York city center of the universe times are shitty, but I'm pretty sure they could get worse. Can you guys guess where that's from? It's rent. I didn't sing it, Dylan, so it's not copyright. Okay. I just said the words, but it's been a cool experience. I, um, I gave myself some time to just kind of walk around and Taking the city. And then I would come into my hotel room and watch sex in the city. Like <laughs> that's so fucking on the nose. Like really? But I do, I just love it here. I, um, I woke up in a bad mood cause I had barely slept and I was like, no, I gotta get out. I gotta get up. And I went to Chelsea market because my dude Carrie over at Isley, which is I'm obsessed with this jewelry brand. If you guys have not checked them out, they're incredible. They, they're, you know, just like very supportive of um, like the trans community and like how beautiful and different people are. And the jewelry is just like unique and cool. And Carrie who owns it has just been so cool to me. And she gave me a gift card and I went over to Chelsea market and got to spend it. And it was just like, so frantic. Cheryl, by the way, my dog has been on high alert since she's been in the city just biting everybody. Like I'm having dinner when the waiter came even close. She was like, and then this girl was like, can I pet her? And I was like, Oh no, she's not. She's kind of feeling overwhelmed. And she went and pet her anyway. So then obviously she went to bite her and then she lifted her hand in the sky, like trying to get away from it. And Cheryl jumped up trying to fucking snag her. I feel bad over here because there's like literally no grass. Like she finds one little grass coming through the cement and she's like, this is where I poop. Tell me what to do this is my first official trip to New York, um, without having an apartment. And it's weird. I just feel like I'm like, I don't have a place.
1: Where do I belong?
0: But yeah, so I went to Chelsea market, got the most beautiful jewelry, which I will post, um, is is over at Chelsea market. They're just doing it a few times a week now, but they should be doing it every day. It should just be, all the stores should just be there all the time. And it's funny because there's so many bland's like bland's brands of food now. You know what I mean? I was just like looking for a good old pasta place, and there's like Mediterranean pasta, Greek pasta. It was like uh, Asian pasta. I was like, "Can I just get some good old Italian spaghetti?" That's what I'm in the mood for when I come to New York. I got a slice. Very exciting. I don't know if it was the best slice I've ever gotten, but I felt good that it was only three bucks. You know. Well, that's Cheryl over there slurping away. <laughs> Yeah, I was in line trying to get a, a slice and he's like, which one do you want? I'm like, this one. And then I'm like, hey, what's that? It looked like mushrooms or something on a pizza. And the dude goes, Oh, that's pickles. And me and the guy in front of me had like this bonding moment of like, pickles on a pizza? Are we allowed to do this? Is this sacrilegious? I don't know if those two go together. And look, I love pickles. Like I I love a pickleback. Have you ever had a pickleback shot? You go, Jack Daniels, pickle juice, <laughs> slurp it up. Um, I've had some, uh, some solo dinners and I love it. I just love staring at people. That's really what New York's for, right? You just take in other people's energies. You just kind of watch people watch. It's like in France. I don't know if you guys have ever been, but I'm so, well, who am I? Who am I? I'm like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Paris, but um, that's Kim Cattrall. I ha- you, ha- you must go to Paris. All the guys' dicks are huge there. But when you go to Paris and you go sit in an outside cafe, none of the chairs face in, every chair faces out so that they like stare at you while you walk by. Like if we walk by a cafe, everyone just stares at you and it's not rude. It's just very French. I love that. There's nothing in Brazilian culture that I can go, well, it's Brazilian. I guess we're just like very touchy and a little bit slutty and like very touchy feely. And we're like, well, I'm Brazilian. What are you going to do? I did Jessica Kirkson's podcast, which was so fucking fun. I can't wait for you guys to see it. She does this like old lady character named Vivian. Who's like, I don't know. And she does her lips. She's incredible. She does all these characters. She's incredible. She, I, she's just a force of nature. And I did this character named Judith Gleiberman, Judith Gleiberman. What are you going to do? And I kept talking about like, as if we were like lovers in the past. I'd be like, Oh my God. Remember when you ate me out that one time? I don't know why I've just always felt so connected to the city. Just like I'm supposed to be here, but I don't know, guys. Really, SNL feels like such a lottery. But hey, I'm keeping the hope alive. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done, getting rid of my apartment here. And when I got rid of my apartment, I got all drunk and made out with a friend who had dreadlocks, white dude with the dreadlocks. And I got the worst strep throat I've ever had, and that was like my last memory here. So I was like feeling anxious to get here, but you come here and you, you know, you settle and there's so much stuff that's changing. You know, I mean, people are just excited to be back, you know, and to be out. It's so funny how in New York you can definitely tell who's from New York and who's not like in LA people can blend in a little more, but here you're like, Oh, you're from, you're from Seattle. You're from Ohio. Like we don't wear tennis shoes and mesh shorts here like that. Unless it's like easy. You know, I say us, like I'm a New Yorker. Like I always wanted to be. I think that was the dream. I always wanted to feel like I lived here, and it's cool coming back. I had an old metro card from like two years ago. I was like, expired. How dare you? <laughs> Cheryl was on the subway for the first time, which was pretty exciting as well. And I just kept picking her up and putting her on my lap as if she's not just like walking through piss and shit. I'm like, oh, well, I can wash these white white shorts. But yeah, it was fun. It's fun because, you know, every time I come back, I have like more of a sense of where I am and I kind of don't need my phone as much. And that's exciting. And yeah, having an apartment here was like one of my biggest achievements in life so far. And I was walking through Soho today and I was like, this is where I want to live. Got my nails done. You know what? That's a sure way. Like even if you go to like cheap place, I don't know what it is about it. Legally Blonde. They say it like, you know, Jennifer, go see Jennifer Coolidge. She'll do your nails. You do the snap and bend. No. Yeah. I went to get my nails done and I was feeling real shitty and like made me feel so much better. Something about removing cuticles. It's like removing the pain. Man, hire me. I'll I'll work for your nail place. I'm a little drunk. I got a bottle of Lambrusco down the street. I love Lambrusco. It is a sparkling red wine and sometimes it's hard to find. There's a canned one that's sold at Whole Foods that I'm not going to lie. It's pretty fucking good. Um, but yeah, so I did. Um, I was supposed to do the stand. And I'm sorry, you guys, if you bought tickets and you were going to come see the hour. Um, I was supposed to do the stand. But then I realized that, you know, I need a little more time to myself, which I think is fair. You know, I don't want to lose my mind just yet. Uh, but I ended up doing like Danny Palmer show, which is just like this tiny show. in a, I want to say it's a cafe, but it feels like a little like library cafe. And the vibes were very chill kind of sleepy. My manager was going to come see me cause he hasn't seen me do stand up. And, uh, I was like, maybe not this one. <laughs> and I'm so glad <laughs> cause I come in there with like fucking LA comedy energy, you know, where you perform everything and you're like, ah, yeah. And they're like, it was just not matching their energy. There was a dude in the front row on his cell phone. So obviously I was giving him shit. Cause like who comes to a comedy show, sits on the front row and then looks at their phone the whole time. And he had a cup of what I thought was coffee. And then I was like, oh, you're drinking coffee? Is it decaf? Are you getting sleepy? And he's like, it's a chamomile tea. I'm like, what? Who comes to a fucking comedy show and drinks chamomile tea. Is this how you get sleepy and ready for bed? Fair. And then every time I would say like kind of any kind of vagina joke, he'd be like, ugh. Like I hate when men are like grossed by vagina stuff. Like, do you know how disgusting balls are? They're fucking disgusting. If you think balls are hot, there's something fucking wrong with you, dude. It looks like a fucking boiled egg that you dropped in a, in a, in a bunch of pubes and then you couldn't get them off. And then somehow like there's veins in there too. Balls are sick. Where was I going with this story? Oh yeah. So, um, a couple of my fans came out, which was cool. Um, shout out to you guys. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming out just to see me do this sleepy 10 minute set. But, uh, I came outside and there was like this young dude, um, smoking weed and eating a slice of pizza. And we started talking and he's this young comic and we talked for a while and it was so cool because, you know, we get so insular, you know, right. About our own lives and our own rhythm and how we are. And then it's like such a nice perspective to see how other people live. I just, I don't know. I feel jealous of people who like, don't give a fuck. I don't know. I just do. Like, I wish I could just wake up and be like, what am I doing today? I, cause I was asking him, I was like, what is your day? Like, Like, what do you do? Like, how do, do you wake up already with the lists? Like, cause I already obviously wake up. Like, and if I wake up late, I'm already, if I miss Zumba, it's a mess, you know? So I'm like, what do you do? Like, what's your day? Like, and the kid's like, you know, I wake up at 11 and then I, uh, fucking, uh, then I gotta go figure out what food I'm going to get. I'm like, oh my God, you don't boil eggs and like have a green juice. And he's like, haha, no. Do you, have you ever fucking boiled an egg? I'm like, I boil eggs on the, on the weekly. I don't drop them in pubes, but I do. And I was just, we got into this whole discussion about like, you know, ignorance being bliss. And I brought up flowers for Algernon and obviously he was too young and he didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. But I started to think about how beautiful of a concept that whole, that whole story was. I don't know if you guys have read it, but it's a science fiction novel that was written, I want to say in the fifties and it's been taught, you know, in school for years. So people usually hear about it in school, but I I remember seeing it. It made a huge impact on me. I saw the movie that was done like in the, in the late 1950s. And basically the storyline is that it, it takes place in this Institute where they're researching the surgery that they can do that makes you intelligent. And they're testing it on this mouse called Algernon. And there is this, um, what's it called? Fucking, Oh my God. What's it called? Like the guy who works there, he's like a maintenance guy. And, um, like a service dude there. And he's really fucking dumb. I mean, we later find out like now the newer version of the story that's told is that he's like highly on the autism spectrum. But before it was just like, this guy doesn't get it. He's dumb, you know? And he was a janitor. That's the word. Oh my God. I can remember the word janitor. Yeah. He's a janitor at this place. And you know, everybody who worked there would pull pranks on him and they would all laugh at him. And he was so fucking dumb that he just thought everybody was laughing with him, you know, and he'd lived this kind of beautiful, blissful life of ignorance. He didn't get it. He didn't think they were laughing at him. He just thought he was like in the joke. And, and so they decide to do the surgery on him, this character, his name is Charlie, I think. And he slowly realizes as he becomes more intelligent that people were making fun of him, that they weren't laughing with him. They were laughing at him. And, he starts to kind of realize, I don't know, like how much better it was to be dumb and to like not be in on the joke. There's something to it. Innocence, I guess innocence is bliss. Really. That's what it is. You know, which is like, I mean, Hey, don't mean to bring it back to the title, but jaded. Think about the first time you do things, you know, you don't have that, you don't have that fear because you just go full in. Like, have you ever seen a fucking little kid go skiing? Oh my God, they're blasting down the mountain because they don't think, oh my God, I'm going to fuck up my hip and then I'll have to wear high heels at the PCH and bubble, you know, like I almost broke my body last time I went skiing. I mean, I break my body when I cough. Like I literally have pulled out my back coughing. My friend Justine just pulled her back out the other day, sneezing. And this is what it looks, this is your thirties. That wasn't in Sex and the City. The Sex and the City episode that was on the other day was The one where Samantha was really upset that he had a tiny dick. She's like, well, you have a tiny dick. And he's like, well, have you ever thought about your pussy is huge? (laughs) I love it. And then she goes, I need a big dick. And the therapist that's in in the scene with her is like, don't I know it? But yeah, there's something to that whole ignorance is bliss thing. And then at the end of the story of Flowers for Algernon, he decides to go back. He decides he wants to go back and he doesn't want to go through the full surgery or I. I, I might be fucking the details up. I thought it was a pill, but I think it's a surgery. And he decides that he wants to stay dumb and blissful. Also Algernon, the miles, like eventually dies and he's like, I don't want to die. And there's another thing too. There's a character who's a scientist, a female, I want to say her name, character's name was Annie, but she, they fall in love when he becomes intelligent. So it's like, Hey, would you have loved me if I wasn't? I don't know, just a really beautiful story that made a really big impact on me. I think about all the little things that kind of made an impact on me. You know, I look back, like I remember in school, there was a thing called Voyage of the Mimi. Voyage of the Mimi. Is that it? It was like this educational series where there was like these five explorers and Ben Affleck was in it. He was like a kid and he had a bowl haircut. And I remember we, they would like do, they would do it like different adventures. Like there was one where they were like in the safari and somebody got stung by a spider. Cause it was like, there was a spider in somebody's shoe. So I've always been like really crazy. Like I shake out my shoes like a f- crazy motherfucker every time I put a shoe on and people are like, chill out. What are you doing? I'm like, isn't, there might be a spider in there. Don't you remember baby Ben and when he got stung? And I remember we had to write uh, journals like as different characters and, um, I chose, I remember there was a deaf character and I always thought that it was kind of funny that I chose her. I don't know. That's, I I look back and I'm like, Jesus, I was kind of a, kind of a piece of shit. Obviously I've been watching those eight millimeter tapes and really getting into it and being like, oh my God, it was such a piece of shit. But I don't know. It's cool. It's been cool to uh just sit around New York and like get a little out of my head and like I feel like I just become too obsessed with myself and I push too hard. Like I'm pushing too hard and nothing's happening. You know, I think I just have to, I don't know, live my life a little bit. It was so nice to just get a dinner by myself. I got a kale salad with some medium rare steak. By the way, just a little tiny moment. If you order steak and you do it any more cooked than medium rare, that's not going to work out for me. Not that I'm like trying to date everybody that listens to this podcast, but just a little FYI, we can't be friends. If you're like, Hey, uh, can I have a, can I have a, a medium steak? I guess medium's not that bad, but like, can I have a well done steak? Like don't have steak, just order cardboard. Anyway. So I was sitting by myself, you know, trying to keep Cheryl from biting all the waiters. And there was like this group of women. They were just fucking wasted, you know, having a good time. And they're playing like a card game, you know, to get people to get conversation going, which I'm like, you guys can't even talk on your own. Like you got to do this dumb card game. And one of the women had like a really, really nice purse on the ground, which is another huge pet peeve of mine. This should be another breathe, Jade, because it's like, it's bad luck. You know what I mean? Your money's just going to the ground. Also, it's like discussing like you're paying for this purse and then you're putting it on the ground. No. Anyway, so the women start discussing uh, Birkenstocks. And they're going, Oh, they're fucking hideous. Oh my God. They're horrible. Blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. They're so ugly. They didn't have a Southern accent. I just feel like it's more nauseous if I do it that way. And I started to get kind of heated. Like I could feel myself going like, well, have you tried them on? They're really comfortable. Like I remember thinking Crocs were disgusting, but now I fucking love them. And I was walking around the other day and I found a Croc charm. And I was like, see, this is my sign from God that Crocs are supposed to be my shoes. And they're having this discussion. And I just like, I kind of would just want to get in the discussion. Like as this, as like an alone person in the city, I'm always kind of trying to make conversations. I'm like that person. Like today I went and bought a dress of Reformation, which uh, love hate relationship with that store. love them, love them. But I bought the most beautiful dress for this wedding. And I'm sitting in this restaurant, this like Italian restaurant, eating another dinner by myself. And this girl's talking about this dress she just bought. And I turn around and it's the same fucking dress I bought. I mean, I felt a little like, oh, you're a little overdressed or I'm a little underdressed for this wedding now. But it was the exact dress I just bought. So I like couldn't help myself. I was like, I just got that dress. It looks really good on you. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I love hearing. I love hearing people talk. Just, oh, You know, it's funny. Like these these other women, too. They were like the Birkenstock women, you know. This one girl goes, Oh, I need to find a man. Oh my God, I need to find a man. But you know, I'm dating this guy and he's five seven. Ew. And they're like, five, seven. Ew, ew, ew. And it's like, why are women such haters towards short men? Never understood that. I, I never, I never was like, ew, that guy's cute, but he's too short. I never have felt like that. I feel like there's such a prejudice. Like this one Australian girl in the group was like, if I can date a guy that's 5'11, so can you. I really gotta get better at my Australian accent. But yeah. She's like, if I can do it, so can you. I have to tell you guys something. I uh I always give extra tip. I have like real guilt from being a waiter for so many years and I always over tip and I almost always take the pen as well. <laughs> not that I'm like buying the pen off of them. Like they're not buying the pen. The restaurant's buying the pen, like, but I don't know. I have a little bit of a problem when it comes to pens and lighters and hearts. I like to steal them. No, I do. I like to steal lighters. It's like, it's something I do obviously like without noticing, but like wink, wink, you know, but I always take pens, especially when you sign a tip and like the pen is just so juicy. There's something about that puffy padding underneath it. Like, Ooh, it feels so good to write. Ooh, like that. I can't even write anymore. Like my hands are getting so old that like like they cramp up now. Like am I supposed to be doing stretching on my hand? Am I supposed to be stretching my fingers? Is that a new thing? Like sometimes I masturbate so hard. My fingers just cramp up. My whole hand cramps up. I'm like, am I supposed to be stretching my hands now? Again, nobody warns you about this shit. Mm, brusco. I went to a bodega and bought a bunch of snacks and then got home and I was like, are these all expired? (laughs) Like, what are the laws with bodegas here? I don't know. I sometimes I see a gay guy and I get so jealous. Like I saw this extremely flamboyant gay man wearing like a mesh shirt and like tight jeans that were like really low waisted and like his little belly was out and he was carrying this like humongous Louis Vuitton bag that like didn't have long enough straps. So they were like on his forearm, like kind of hanging down and I just got so fucking jealous. Cause like gay men sort of get to have this like feminine energy that they get to, you know, reflect upon or like live in, but they also have like the strength of a man, like the physical strength of a man they got it all. I mean, it's hard society, fucking blah, 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 but obviously, you know, they all go through their own. We all go through our own hurdles, but I don't know. I am so jealous. Like when I see drag Queens, I'm like, Oh my God, you could kick anybody's ass, but also like walk in like five inch heels and your legs can support that. My little fucking dumb female ankles can't do shit. And they also like, don't have to deal with like the emotional distress of like hormones like they get to be feminine with all the constant emotions blocking them from making like the correct decision. Like if I did if I wasn't so emotional, I mean I wouldn't be as interesting, I don't think, but like if I wasn't as emotional, I think I would be more of a shark, you know, if I had less empathy. I feel like I always say that and then it's like one day it's I'm going to wake up freaky friday style. Oh yeah, going back to hanging out with that kid. I thought that would be a great fucking idea for a show. I don't know if you guys remember there was a show called Iconoclasts where they would put two different like very different celebrities together and they would give them an activity to do. Like the example I kept giving was Fiona Apple and um, who was it? It was like a really crazy director. Oh my God. What's Who's a crazy director who loves feet? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Why is that the thing? He's an incredible director, like kill bill, all this stuff. And I'm like, he loves feet. I don't even know if he does, but that's a rumor, but I, I, he loves feet. Quentin but yeah, there was a show called Iconoclast and they would put these two celebrities together. And I remember watching this one episode and it was Fiona Apple and Quentin Tarantino. And they were like in Austin and they went and sat underneath the bridge and saw the bat, the bats. Maybe it was Houston. Maybe that's a Houston thing. But I thought it would be a great idea. Nobody fucking steal this. I'm copywriting it. All right. As we speak, it's copywritten by Jade, Jade Um, I want to do a show called um, Comedy Clash. And it, you put two different comedians together. And, you know, you make them do two different things, like one activity that one person wants to do and one activity that the other one person wants to do. Or maybe we have to like live a day in their life because I'm just so fascinated by like, I don't know. Sometimes I see these comics that are like grinding, you know, they come to every show early with a tripod or, you know. And then I see these other dudes who are like fucking getting high before their sets. And I just get so interested as to like why people do comedy and how they do comedy. And I don't know it's so much easier to watch somebody else's set and go, Oh my God, I have the best tag for you. Like this kid had a joke about how he looked like a lesbian, which I thought was kind of broad, you know, cause I feel like a lot of dudes say like, I look like a lesbian, and, which is funny. Um, I and mean, it's kind of insulting. I don't know what that actually means when you boil it down, but, um, I thought it would be funny if he said that he looked like, uh, Elliot page. Like I thought he kind of looked like what Elliot page gave her barber before or like what, Oh my God, I'm getting all fucked up with the pronouns now. It's what Ellen Page gave her barber when she was like, this is who I want to look like. And then became Elliot Page. Well, that's good when you fuck up a joke like that, right? That feels right. (laughs) I like being in New York too, because like you can do so much comedy and people really love comedy here in a different way. Like in LA, people love to see you perform, right? Like you can see a Dane cook or a, like one of those bigger comics just being like really like big and like, you know, acting everything out and like being very physical. And like in New York, it really is about like the setup, the punchline, the joke. Like people really want to hear witty jokes like the New Yorker. I mean, there's also obviously people who perform, but there is this like, I don't know. People really want to hear how you actually feel like they can call bullshit here really quickly. Like they can smell it. You know what I mean, they're like, you're not happy. Like these jokes are bullshit. Like tell me how you fucking really feel. Like tell me how you fucking feel. like to actually come from the heart and do something real. And then, you know, those New York comics, like they would eat shit in l a because it's like, you know, they have these like great jokes, but their energy's so low. People are like, what's happening? Why are they being so real? I also like being here because people don't blow smoke up your fucking ass. That's what I'm sick of. Like in l a, people blow so, so much smoke. Mm, great. Thank you so much. That was incredible. Like just say, Hey, that was cool. But like, not it. That wasn't it. Like I'm I'm, sick of people not telling me the truth. I don't know. Maybe I want to be here a little bit. I want to find a sublet here. So I'll put it out there right now. I want to be here in September. I want to spend the whole month here, even though Cheryl fucking hates it. I want to find a place in Brooklyn by a park. And I just want a flanor. That's me and my friend Erica's little favorite word. She's a flanor. A flanore is just a person who likes to walk around aimlessly, just trying to find purpose. But that's like how it feels here. You can really walk it out. And I really feel like just even this four day trip has done wonders for my ass. Oh, guys, I can't wait to get back to Zumba and get my ass fucking whooped. I'm going to get my ass kicked. I am so out of shape. Like, I remember holding my knees and being like, oh, my God, how does my sister do this? My arms like like starting to like cramp up dudes this morning when I woke up, I had been crying. So I had like extra bad breath. I thought, you know, and Cheryl came up to cuddle me and I went to kiss her right in the, right in the face, you know, by her nose. And she kind of smelled it and was like, like she made kind of a sound like that. And I was like, Oh my God, she hates my breath in the morning, which I guess is kind of a compliment because she loves the smell of shit. (laughs) And if she doesn't like my breath, it don't smell like shit. You know what I mean? (sighs) Uh, You guys got to check out flowers for Algernon. Is anybody keeping up? Also, this is the Bravo Bravo thing we try to do. We've been trying to do segments, but Dylan, let's be honest. It's the shit show. I've been all over the place. I'm getting back in town this week and it's, we're going to solidify things. I promise. I feel like a weird like dad who's never in town. Like I feel like I just went out for cigarettes and never came back to y'all, but video is going to start. I think this is going to be the last one that I'm on the road for a little bit. Oh, road gigs. I don't know if I I am back on the road a little bit, I have some dates in San Antonio. I'm going to be there from August 5th to August 7th. And then I'm going to do a fun one-nighter in Austin on August 8th. And I'm going to be doing some stuff with Doug Benson in San Antonio as well. So come get stunned with us, bros. Oh, this was fun too. So I'm staying in this, like, it's not crappy. Like it's actually the hotel room is actually kind of nice. Like these Hilton suites. Cause I was like looking, looking, I couldn't decide. Like there's all these nice hotels in New York. Right. And they like, Oh my God, the lobby's so nice. And it's so, it's in such a nice area. And then the room is like a hundred square feet. By the way, my sister and I are like, how do you do square feet? We felt like idiots, but we were like, we don't know how you do square feet. So we looked it up and we realized that 100 square feet is basically a queen size bed. I was like, there's literally no, like, I don't even know where I, I'd have to put my suitcase on the bed. So like I panicked and I was just like, Ugh. and then I, I saw that I could get all these Hilton points if I booked this hotel. So I was like, I love points. Like, I love collecting points, you guys. Like, If you ever need help, maybe I should just do a whole episode where... I teach people how to get their mileage points together. Cause it like it feels like a monopoly game. Like every time I book, cause I have to book so much shit. That's something people don't know. You think, whoa, comics are traveling, booking there everywhere, blah, blah, blah. There's some, somebody that books all that stuff for them. No, dude, that's me. I'm my own travel agent I feel like that's, that's me constantly. I'm constantly booking flights. Like, and this is all the stuff I missed. I thought when COVID was happening, but you know what I miss? nothing happening I like I'm kind of missing COVID is that fucked up it is fucked up because I feel like there's this Delta variant and we're all very scared like in New York I've been wearing my mask especially if I feel a breeze coming on like through Times Square I'm like no thanks I don't need this sewage and this Delta in the air but yeah I have to book shit all the time and it's like so fucking annoying I'm over it I wish I could just find somebody to do it for me Oh yeah. So, um, I'm, I had to do a self tape cause obviously I'm a slave to this industry. And, uh, and I, uh, went downstairs to the print place, right? Like the, the print office, whatever, which is like not even a separate room. It's just like in the lobby, which is like, you know, kind of in midtown. So it's a kind of busy lobby with like a lot of immigrant. People who are coming through are complaining about the price. Like there was like so many fights in the lobby. Like the, the poor people who work here. Like they're just constantly like, I'm so sorry. So I go and this guy's like trying to figure out the computer. Like he's like trying to plug something in. I'm like, oh, I think those are locked. You know, you gotta ask the front front desk, whatever. I settle down and I'm like trying to, um, print this stuff out. And he starts like Facetiming with this girl, and she's like in bed like brushing her hair and everyone can see as they walk by and they're having like an out loud conversation. Like, yo, how you doing? She's like, I'm good. you know." And he's like, just having this private conversation. <laughs> I just found it so bizarre. Can you guys hear the, f- the, f- the, a- the ambulances in the background? So New York. Wee-oo, wee-oo. Um, okay. They're kind of loud now. Can you hear it? I'm on the 25th floor and that's how loud it is in here. Wow. Those are loud sirens. Get out of the way people. Don't get run over. It's crazy to think about like they're having a much worse day than me, whoever's in that ambulance. So just like suck it the fuck up. But yeah, so the, I'm just printing this shit out and this guy is just having like a romantic conversation with his girlfriend who I think was like Nigerian. Like she was like had a very like African descendant accent, like, and they're just having this full private conversation, which I just thought was so bizarre. She's like, baby, you better call me from the lobby where everybody can see. Like she was like kind of in lingerie. It was just very bizarre. And then I went to print. I was like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. You know, like, and I had to print out 12 pages. I'm not exaggerating. This printer was printing one page per minute. You guessed it. I was there for like 13 minutes. I know that's not the math. It took an extra minute for the last one. And I was just like, this is going to be a long night. And I rushed and I did the tapes and I got out in time to do the show and I sent them in. Nobody cared. Nobody even responded to my email. Hurry up and wait. That's acting. That's acting. looking through my little notes. I'm like, oh, I feel like I feel like I really wrote some good stuff that I'm gonna talk about on the podcast. And then I look through here and I'm like, what are we thinking? What are we doing? What, what yeah? I don't know. I don't know. You ever feel just kind of lost? I don't really know what's next for me. I feel like I gotta just, just like, I gotta just chill the fuck out. I always talk about this, but I just don't have a chill personality. Like I like lists. I'm Joanne. I'm the lesbian lover of the wild girl on rent. I like lists, you know, I don't know. If rent was just like, God, man, I fucking loved it so much. There was like, a we did a thing the very first week at Emerson where everybody like got to do a song from rent and I didn't make it. I had to be like a stage hand. And I guess I've just been <laughs> traumatized ever since. And I'm like, I have to be a part of the performance. I remember when I saw, uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch too, that really changed me. I don't know if I've talked about it. I think in one of the early episodes, there's a line where she goes, Where my penis used to be, where my vagina never was, it wasn't one inch pound of flesh. Oh, Dylan, I want to sing that so bad. Dylan is my producer, guys, if, in case you're not watching the podcast or listening to the podcast all the time. He gets these episodes right before he has to post them. And then he has to just go find something funny that I've said within all the sadness that I'm spewing out. But yeah, I guess musicals for me just really did it because. <laughs> it's kind of a way to like emotionally communicate without really saying what you're feeling. Right. Music is just this universal bandaid. I don't know. It kind of covers everything in a, in a weird way and it makes us all feel like we're on the same level. And I think there is like a vibrational thing in music too, that makes you feel, makes you feel calmer and makes you feel gooder, gooder. Oh, that's a good word. Gooder. Guys, I think that's all I have in me. There's a new dating show that I'm dying to watch. I haven't seen it yet. I've been watching Love Island, by the way. And they just did that episode where they they have to transfer like fast food within each other's mouths. And I, I just had this moment of like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like this is this sold, but my special won't. And my documentary has it. You know what I mean? You make this stuff that you think is like quality from your heart, vulnerable storytelling, sharing your story. And then you see just fucking people in a bikini spitting milkshake into another person's mouth, And you're like, this is television I could watch. Fuck man. I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> not this, this, not the podcast. I love it. I love you guys. I'm, I'm excited to get back into filming and stuff, but just like, sometimes this business just really fucking burns me out. Oh yeah. Okay. So there's this new show on Netflix and it's called sexy beasts. And you guys, I'm about to get into this tonight. As, as soon as I finish with y'all, it's basically a dating show where people have to wear these like crazy costumes throughout the whole day. And they're like these really weird, like Japanese style, like mass singer costumes. I mean, they're like a little more toned down, but you know, because you're supposed to meet somebody based on personality because everybody gets fucking old and wrinkled up and we're going to be like little wrinkled up raisins. You know what I mean? We, we still could bump, bump and grind, but it's really about the emotional connection, you know? So I'm excited to see this show. Oh, no, yes. But bravo, bravo. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. I'm scattered all over the place. Everything that's happening with Erica Jane has just been insanity. Cause you know, you guys, I don't know if I, I said the story a couple episodes ago but she's basically in a lot of like financial trouble right now because You know, she claimed to not know that her husband was embezzling all this money from his clients. And then now she's saying that he was in a, like a horrific car accident where his car rolled off of a cliff and he was like unconscious for 12 hours and broke every part of his body and like was having like trouble, you know, hearing and seeing. And, and then she's crying in the episode, crying, just waterproof mascara down her face. And it's just this dramatic thing. It's, I have to admit, like she almost got me. You know, I'm too empathetic, but uh she almost got me, okay? She almost made me believe that she didn't know, but guess what? She's too smart. It's expensive to be May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, my sister just texted me that she watched all the sexy beasts in one sitting, and I am getting like excited. Just right after I'm like this TV stuff is garbage. This is all garbage. I'm like I can't wait to just drown my sorrows in this garbage. There are two TVs in this tiny hotel room, which is one too many, but I appreciate it because I don't have a TV in my bedroom. And there's something so nice about like, you know, laying horizontally watching TV. I'm headed to a wedding tomorrow and this couple makes me believe in love again. They're so sweet. They're both comics and they were supposed to get married last year and it got all messed up because of COVID. So I'm excited to get a second chance, but I have to rent a car and drive up North And I'm so scared to drive in New York. I've never driven in New York City, but I'm so scared. But maybe this is good to see if I can bring my car, my RAV4 over to the city. But you guys, it's been fun. This is like kind of a shorter one. And uh, thank you for uh, sticking with me. You know, I feel like there is a few people that listen every week and I can feel you guys and I can feel you from a distance. I know that's really cheesy, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes we help each other, you know, whatever this brings you even if it's angst, it brings me a lot of peace, like when I can get to do it. So it's like, I don't know, it's kind of exciting that I feel like I'm forming connections with people and I've met a lot of people through it. And another little shout out and another little thank you to Carrie and Isley, New York. You guys go check out that brand, please. And thank you to my fucking lovely Patreons. You guys have hung in there and now content is finally going to start getting made now that I'm back in LA and I'm not losing my mind anymore. And so just, Thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Abel, Brett, Sophia, Jeff, G. Collins, Zach Childs, Dub, Joe Sigali. Take it easy, man. You've been sending me some messages. Just take it easy. Ace Poet 001, Matt Zofchak. I love you guys. I really do. I love you dudes. And you've been jaded. Oh, no! Vamos ficar jadeada.
1: Ah, vamos lá. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?